Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. And now a red state. Ha, 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 ha. Let's see. First, Biden. He used an illegal word. Did you know the government had illegal words? We'll share that with you. An immigration lawyer says yes to paying illegals $450,000 per person. That interview, yes, that interview will be this hour. But first, Virginia elections were about white grievance. Really? That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. And now Virginia, as the founding fathers intended. It's a beautiful thing. The Lee brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host, my friend and my brother who is not here this week. Still struggling with things as uh, as he has uh, had a very um, uh, couple days, tough days. So he's not going to be here today, but uh, talked to him all week. Still great spirits. Appreciate you sending Richard emails at richard at com. He loves them. He loves them, and we know that you care. So thank you so much. Uh, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. All right, um, I got to tell you, this will be this is a packed show. Coming up uh, in just 30 minutes, an immigration lawyer is going to join me from New York City to argue why the federal government, including you, ought to pay an illegal alien $450,000 because we separated families at the border. This is going to be this is going to be fun uh, because you know I I enjoy talking to people with a different perspective. Just just explain it to me why it makes sense is all. That's all I want to know is how that possibly makes any sense. That's coming up in 30 minutes. Throughout the show, we've got um, the COVID narcs. You know what a COVID narc is? It's what the government wants you to do with your coworker to tattle on them. We'll talk about that and what Joe Biden has in mind to divide us even further. You know, they have the mark over there. Those people are bad. We don't narc on them. Then we could create more Karens running around the country, including your coworker. And the Rittenhouse case. We, we got to talk about that, but I want to take a different take on it. The Rittenhouse te- uh, case is discussed in the context whether he's guilty or not, but I want to talk about it in the context of why there's such a division in our political minds about this. Why does the left want to see this kid hung? And why does so many on the right or the conservatives go, let's let the thing play out? That's why he's on trial. The left won't put, they will not put up with it. The left must have his head. I don't understand that. Why does it matter to the left so much that this kid dies or hangs or is put in prison forever? Why does that matter when they didn't seem to care that Kenosha was burning to the ground and rioting and hurting people? That didn't matter, but this kid, he's got to be punished. I want to discuss that uh, in the program. But first, I can't think of an election that gave me more joy. Well, actually, there was one other one. It was when Trump beat Clinton and no one thought that would happen. I, I, uh, I, I remember smiling for weeks about that one. But this one, why does this one feel so... I guess it feels more personal because I was personally involved in the, in the, uh, in the election. You know, I interviewed Yunkin and Winsome Sears and Jason Mieres, and uh, I, I felt like I was connected in a different way. And so this felt so much better 
Maybe because of people, things like this. Of course, and we're not going door to door. Right. But you make life difficult. Make life difficult. Now it's difficult on you, T-Mac. Oh, that feels so good, doesn't it? And then Northam. You are being selfish. He's gone, so that feels good. We don't have to worry about... But listen, I'm about getting people parole. He's not about people parole anymore. T-Mac is no longer around. Well, Biden, Biden is uh, considering T-Mac showing up on in his campaign. Which makes perfect sense. That's great. You can have them. Virginia, thank you. You did it again. For the cause of freedom and liberty, you are, again, first among that. And you've given the country hope. And if Virginia was the beginning of hope for a new land, a new country entirely because of the minds of Patrick Henry, George Mason, George Washington, James Madison, and amazing minds that became the mother of presidents, Thomas Jefferson among them, then let us do it again, gladly. But it was you that did this. You did this. Everything um, was against it happening, which is another reason why it was so fulfilling. I mean, think about this. Every single news outlet, every single newspaper, it seemed like the momentum of the country had swung, um, and it was against everything that was good. If good existed, it was called bad. If bad existed, it was called good. It seemed like... Everything was a problem and nothing would go our way. And then this, it just feels good. The top reasons I think this happened, and according to polling data, exit polling data, which, by the way, we used to do, the Lee brothers used to do polling data. It was so much fun. We'd go to the polls and ask people how they voted and what reasons and all that, and we learned a lot. I was out of town on this Tuesday, which drove me insane because I wanted to be here in the Commonwealth and celebrate. Number one was the economy. Number two was education, which makes sense. And I do think this was a swing towards parental choice. Maybe the country will see this as such and see the Democrats are elitist educrats that have no interest in your children other than indoctrinating them. Maybe this will be the springboard to more school choice. Young can promise charter schools and a step towards school choice. We'll see how that goes. But I think number three in the list is really interesting. It's COVID slash Freedom. I don't want governments telling me what to do. T-Mac was about that. He was going to punish you if you didn't do what he said for your health. This was a total rejection of the COVID mandates and the COVID craziness. That's what this was. And that's why it was encouraging to see Virginia, which is a blue state, say, I've had enough. Have you ever thought about What happened in this swing? Virginia went blue by 10 points for Biden in the last election a year ago. How is it possible that it swung so greatly? Virginia Beach went red again. Chesterfield County went red again where I live. So many, we, in fact, there was an all two black districts, completely black that went for Yunkin. Why? The only way that it worked and could work is if Democrats switched and voted Republican. Why would, why would they do that? See, this is where I'm always confused about the electorate and how people vote. Do people really have no core principles that they go into the voting booth and vote for? Or is it really finger in the air, which way is the wind blowing, I'm voting that way? I've always been confused by a voter who just radically switches. Or, for an example, some districts, how the district would go Yunkin, but the House of Delegates member went Democrat. I don't understand that. 
You are diametrically opposed to voting niche. Why would you do such a thing? Do voters really have no sense of what they care about or what are core principles? CNN caught up with four Virginia citizens, four women, who did their best to explain what happened. Here that is. This is the first year of my life that I've ever put a yard sign out for a candidate. (laughs) And I did this year. I've never done that before. Never in a million years. So how many of you voted for Biden in the general election? Raise your hand. Three of the four. But now all four suburban Virginia moms, a Democrat, two independents, and one unaffiliated, say they voted for a Republican governor. Glenn Youngkin, who Tuesday night won that seat in Virginia. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that they switched their vote. But I'm confused. I'm confused on what they did a year ago. They voted for the exact same, I mean, they voted for the opposite of what they voted this year. So a year ago, these same voters, who three of the four raised their hand and said they voted for Biden, voted for the exact same policies that Terry McAuliffe was supporting and then a year later said, I don't like those. I don't like them anymore. Really? I just wonder, have you ever done that? I just out of curiosity, have you ever said, I'm voting uh, for the complete opposite policies a year later based upon based upon the wind? I've been confused by that. I mean, I really am. I, I don't understand how the same voter can vote a radically different way a year later. Now, these women on the CNN uh, show that I saw attributed to education, but what, what made them do that? Other than Terry McCullough finally admitting that he knows better than parents and the bureaucrats know better and stay away, that's always been the policy of Democrats. You just now saw that? Yes, I'm glad they switched votes, but I am confused on how Virginia could have went red with the same voting block. Do they seriously have no convictions or policies that they hold dear? I guess not, but it turned out for the good. Congratulations, Virginia is red, and again, leading the country towards freedom and liberty away from COVID lockdowns and parole and lawlessness. Thank you, Commonwealth. However, what's interesting is the left's reaction. White grievances, says many. In fact, Michael Paul Williams in Times-Dispatch article says, in Virginia, white grievance won the day. Is that true? We'll share it with you in 60 seconds. So LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Mojo 5 The question isn't, who is going to let us? The question is, who is going to stop us? Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl.com, and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. 
Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers. Okay, it's Christmas. Okay, yeah, we're launching into it already here. The studio is outside the Capitol. The red capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, where Madison and Jefferson would be so proud. I love Christmas, by the way. I'm so much happier this year, too, after the election. I don't even need presents Christmas morning. Don't listen to that, Richard. <laughs> TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com, and Virginia citizens and American patriots, where we're proud of what happened here in the Commonwealth. All right, so there are... Um, the, the, the outrage of the left to see what happened uh, in Virginia is a fun thing to watch. But they're, it's interesting how it does impact people. My daughter, Reagan, at school was at the lunch table. And uh, a kid came up and started asking everyone at the table, are you a Republican? Just like that. Now, this is not an opportunity to have a conversation between two kids. This is obviously designed and purposefully designed to try to embarrass somebody. That's what this kid is doing. And by the way, it doesn't matter in my world the color of skin, but the kid asking this happens to be a black kid. So he's saying, who's a Republican? Of course, Reagan goes, I'm a Republican. When Reagan identified as a Republican because that's who we wanted to win this election, we're not really Republicans per se other than that seems to be the place right now where we get a little more freedom and constitutional following, but we're more conservative than that. The kid immediately said, you are racist. That started a huge conversation in the lunchroom about everyone calling my daughter, Reagan, a racist, to which she's trying to defend herself against being a racist when she's not one. It is the most ridiculous thing happening in our culture today. And you think it's just kids, right? Oh, these kids, they're terrible. Let me tell you something. This kid walking around calling Republicans racist didn't get it on his own. This is what our culture is doing. This radical attention to the color of skin and then applying it to a party. Even the Rittenhouse case, which is somehow, now he's considered a white supremacist, which is ridiculous. Thank you, Joe Biden. You're dead wrong. This comes from parents, it comes from a political party, it comes from a leftist ideology, and it's impacting our kids, and it should never be that way. Here's the example. Article in the Times-Dispatch, Michael Paul Williams, this opinion piece, in Virginia, white grievances was the winning ticket. That's what we learned election day. Michael Paul Williams, you're a disgusting human being. You can't look at anything but the color of skin. Here's how his article goes, if you can stand to even hear it. If our moment of racial reckoning in Virginia has an expiration date, it will go down as November 2nd, 2021. What a jerk. So all the people who switched and voted are racist. He goes on to say, that's when white grievance proved to be the winning ticket for fellow Republicans statewide. Michael Paul Williams, impacting kids in school. You think this crap is real? What do you mean this white grievance? 
So every Republican who voted, everyone who voted and turned to state red, just a bunch of racists. This is a a weak mind trying to expel itself forcefully, Michael Paul Williams. You are a disgusting person to infuse this into politics. He goes on to say, quote, today's parents in suburban localities such as Chesterfield, Hanover, Loudoun, and Stanford counties are trying to keep the history of anti-black racism out of the classroom. Anti-black racism? out of the classroom, maybe we don't like this idea of being told if you're white, you're racist. If you're black, you're oppressed. Maybe we just don't like that. That makes us racist. Michael Paul Williams and his ilk are the problem. He said America has a long history of white backlash to black progress. Really? So the election in Virginia was a reaction to black progress except there's so many problems with that. Many of you already know them, meaning Winsome Sears, who also won statewide election, statewide, which means Virginia voted for her in all precincts, all localities, happens to be, I know, I didn't even notice because I was just voting for, for, for topics and issues and values. It's a black woman. Didn't know. Thank you, Michael, for Paul Williams for saying, well, actually, he never said that. He must have missed that part entirely. Winsome Sears must be part of the white supremacist or the white grievance, which makes no sense. Why would all these white grievance, white supremacy people in Virginia vote for Winsome Sears who happens to be a black black woman? Hmm? Unless Winsome's in on it. You think Winsome Sears is in on this? Here's a bit of her acceptance speech that night actually thought it was good in the sense that she deflected from it it's a historic night yes it is but i didn't run to make history i just wanted to leave it better than i found it hmm that's interesting yeah maybe historical people may have recognized the first black woman in statewide office but you know what she didn't run because of that now the left is all about that. That's all they care about. Is it? Think about that. Is that all they care about? No, because if that's all they cared about, then they would be all in favor of Winsome Sears winning the lieutenant governor race statewide in Virginia. They'd be excited about it, making history, but they don't. The reason is is because they're about politics, not about skin color. It's about politics. You just have to be the right political persuasion to have the right skin color. It's outrageous. Joe uh, Rogan spoke, talked about this. Now, he's got a pretty popular podca- uh, podcast. He's everywhere now, all over the place. Joe Rogan, here's what he said about the election. That's like being uh, a black-white supremacist. But actually, that's possible now. <laughs> You're saying that. Oh, yeah. Anytime love- a black person says anything that like, doesn't go with the Democratic narrative, they said that person's carrying water for white supremacists. Oh, it's cr- that's unbelievable. They're out of their mind. That you- lady that was the, uh, the, the new lieutenant governor of uh, Virginia, that uh, is a black woman who uh, she she's uh, sponsored by the NRA. I mean, I don't know what her, all of her accolades are, but incredibly articulate lady, powerful woman. They're they're saying that her becoming the lieutenant governor is a victory for white supremacy. There, there's no way to have a conversation with this irrational group of people like Michael Paul Williams who think this is about white grievance. Is there no other way you can think, Michael Williams? Are you that dedicated to the 
to this race model that you refuse to let it go, you squeeze it so tight. All white people are racist. Even black people are racist, apparently. Winsome Sears calling her some sort of white supremacist and blackface. Michael Paul Williams and people like him on the radical left are the reason we have, yes, it is. It's the reason we have racial strife in this country. It's exactly right. This Michael Paul Williams, who happens to be a black man, is a columnist in the Richmond Times-Dispatch, is the reason we have racial strife. And it's the reason my daughter got called a racist in her high school this week. Because of people like Michael Paul Williams. Because people on the left. It's disgusting. He went on to say in his stupid article, quote, It's tragic this election ultimately hinged on the unwillingness of white parents to have their children learn about black history, unquote. What? You can't talk to these people. It's not about, by the way, what is black history? That means by definition there's a white history? I was never taught history by color of skin. It's, it's ridiculous. The premise is so stupid. And so is this author, Michael Paul Williams. I'd love to debate him. Here's what he said at the end of the article. Th- this is preposterous. Quote, well, if you're black in America, you better duck. Unquote. That is unbelievable. Wonder why all these people are trying to break into the most racist country on the planet. Duck? If you're black in America, duck? Wow, I wonder what Winsome Sears thinks about that as she is the president of the Senate in Virginia. Michael Paul Williams ought to be embarrassed. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Standing against intolerable acts. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use. This system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into labeled packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Just like Batman and Robin, your conservative, dynamic duo. Just no costumes and no utility belts normally. The Lee Brothers. Thank God for Christian, or Christmas music. And Christian music, by the way. Giving you, it lets you feel so better after a rant like that. What are Michael Paul Williams celebrates Christmas and even likes it. It's a distinctly American holiday. So ridiculous. You know, Virginia won not just for the cause of freedom and liberty, had nothing to do with race.
but they also won on gun rights. That's the encouraging thing. So, um, you know, we have a great gun program, the Lee Brothers do. It's a PSA. It's one that we've... uh, we played a lot of times in, in our uh, since 18 years we've been on the radio. Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at the Lee Brothers.com because we care. Email us today. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Richard was creative. He created that one. PSA. No, seriously, legitimate. So, uh, Virginia turned red. Gun owners are protected, except the Biden administration has collected records of over 54 million legal gun owners in the United States through the ATF. Questions are out of business documents are now being calculated by the government, and they're out to make sure they know who you are. Nothing to fear there, by the way. Absolutely nothing to fear. Don't worry about that. This is a collection of of uh, gun owners in America. Government will do nothing with that. Don't worry. Except they want to know if you're vaccinated and sick the employer against you. All right, coming up, an immigration attorney arguing for a $450,000 payment to legal aliens. We'll debate it next. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Joe50.com. We built this city. Mm-hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Among other things. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. He is uh, not here, not feeling well. He's recovering, and he will be back. He promised me he'll be back. Richard at theleebrothers.com is how you reach out to him. We cover your prayers for his health. That's Richard at theleebrothers.com. And speaking of theleebrothers.com, there you can uh, find a great tribute to Veterans Day from Tussing Elementary School right here outside of Richmond. These guys are awesome. Michael Souders has... uh, as a teacher, this third-grade Tussing Elementary Veterans Day tribute is one that you will enjoy. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. All right, coming up, Joe Biden using a legal word. Yes, the government has made a word illegal. He used it last week. We'll share that with you. But first, you've heard so much about this $450,000 settlement payments that are going to illegal aliens who came here and were separated at the border under the Trump administration. And uh, many of you I've talked to are just, you're outraged by this. And uh, in fact, I've really not had a conversation with anybody who thought, that's a good idea. We should do that. We should take taxpayer monies and, 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 and give this to illegal aliens. And so I wanted to find someone who did. And there's an immigration attorney by the name of Alta Garcia uh, Gracia, uh, Pierre Outerbridge. That is her name. And I butchered it entirely horribly. So I'll let her... <laughs> Give me the name again. I'm so sorry. Are you are you with us? Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. It's Alta Gracia. Thanks for having me. Alta Gracia. Okay, I'm going to see if I can get that right. Yeah, thank you for joining us here. Um, so 
you are in favor of this. Actually, you, you went on to say that um, maybe $450,000 could be too much, but how do you possibly put a price tag on the trauma they went through? So wh- what would be the argument for paying people who came here illegally that kind of money per person, by the way? Well, I mean, if anyone's ever been separated from their child, they know how painful it is, right? That probably requires some support during their lifetime. There's trauma between the parents. Um, and it's not that they were separated and left in good condition, these children. The, the conditions were horrific just as well. So I would imagine that um, if it were someone's child, right, if anyone were to personalize this situation and say, I've been separated from my child, right, um, people would feel differently if they were able to personalize. So I don't think <laughs> with the cost of living that 450 is enough. Um, I think it could be more. Why does it matter why they were separated? to you at all or just matters that anywhere on the planet if a parent is separated from their children they must sue or get compensation does it matter the circumstances uh yeah it would matter the circumstances but i don't think this is it right i don't think this is it i think um immigration law states say that folks have the right to seek asylum in the united states right uh if you're seeking asylum the way one of the ways to seek it is to enter the united states you know what people call illegally and then seek it there so to the extent that some folks are saying they were breaking the law, um, that is the way to seek asylum, right? Uh, I'm not sure, <laughs> right? That is one way to seek asylum. So uh, Is to break law, the law? Um, once you enter here, there is a method to... to I, I, <laughs> that's, that's the issue. Is it breaking the law if you're entering the country and seeking asylum? Because that is one way to seek asylum. If you, if you so do, these, I didn't interrupt you, but if you do enter the country... With throughout without using that process, there is a process to come into our country. You just can't walk through the border and say, you know, here I am. There's a process. So if the process is broken and they break the law, it doesn't matter. Those circumstances don't matter to you. So that's it. I think I think that's the difference we have is that they, are, they, are you really breaking the law if you're coming in and seeking asylum, right? If you seeking asylum means that you come in and you say, hey, I'm at your mercy, United States government. I was um I was um harassed. I was threatened in my other country, right? So why did they come here? For if they're threatened in another I'm country, sorry? they came here and they're still threatened. And according to you, you say they came here and they were threatened <laughs> by our government. Oh, so I mean, the issue is are they breaking the law? Because that is a, that is one of the processes for seeking asylum is to enter the country, right, and to seek asylum here. And to go through a legal process. So, so that's the difference let's assume, that we have. Let's assume for a second, because we have to get on the same page somewhere. Let's assume that these people, and the reason they were separated at the border, we know this to be the case, they came to our country illegally. They did not come through the regular process. So essentially, we had to separate them because you don't put kids in jail and you don't hold kids. So you have had a place for the kids. So there's, the country had to do something. Then it started with the Barack Obama administration. It continued through the Trump administration. That they're here illegally you're saying since we separated them that we should compensate them? Correct. And they weren't kept in good conditions either, right? They were not kept in good conditions. They were in cages, right? So but to the extent they're here illegally. If I but, went to another country, if I walked into let me just give you let me just let's see if I put this in, in a better context. If someone breaks into your house and gets hurt, should they be able to sue you? I mean that's that's really the way it does work that way, right? Except they, everyone has the right to for whatever for whatever reason i don't necessarily have the right to kill you if you break into my house there may be lesser methods well, right? so, so, so wait nothing. a second this is, this is interesting 
So if someone breaks into my house and I shoot them and kill them, I shouldn't have done that, or I, I, I could be punished. For I that? mean, between me and you, between me and you, I, it, the person may bring a case, right? Excessive force. I'm not sure. They, I mean, as an attorney, I've seen cases brought for whatever reason. All right, so let's whatever take it. Let, let's take it a step further. If someone breaks into my house and is hurt in any way, they have a right to sue me. They can bring whatever case they wish. But are you Will in favor succeed? of that? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Are you in favor of that? Yeah. No, I'm not in favor of that. But I don't think these people are breaking in. That's where we defer. That is right? it. You're exactly we... right. That is the difference. So someone, you you think these people have a right to just walk into our country whenever they want? That is the process for seeking asylum, right? Like no, it's seeking... not. It's okay. not the process. You can't just walk across the border anywhere you want by mass people, like hundreds coming across the border, and demand that the country does something for them. Do you think that should be the case? The, the process for seeking asylum, and we've been successful at it, is that you enter illegally and you say, hey, I'm you do? asylum. So the process is yes, that enter the country illegally? The That's the process? I didn't know that yes, was the process to break the laws. I mean, that's what, that's where we keep deferring. Are you breaking the law if you're seeking asylum within one year of your entry and saying, forgive me, but I was, you know, I was, I, I was menaced in my country for my race, for my religion, for my sexual orientation, for my political affiliation. And then a judge here gets to decide. That is a process. A judge here gets to decide. So Whether do you understand? A credible fear. Yeah. Do you understand how, people in the country would find this offensive that people would come here, uh, break our laws, and then we would separate them because we have no choice. And you think the government ought to pay them $450,000 per person. I I just ask that people realize, uh, uh, well, I I can see both sides as well. I ask that people realize that if if it were them, they may feel differently. And there is a process for seeking asylum. Right. And that does include being here illegally and seeking asylum, quote unquote, what you call illegally. There is a process for that. I understand what you're saying, but you think the conclusion of this or the answer to this is to make taxpayers pay these people. Listen, if the Justice Department is saying, yeah, I mean, I do. The answer is yes. If the Justice Department is settling. They're not even citizens of the country. They're not even citizens of our country. They come here, they break our laws and you want to give them $450,000 a person. That makes, By that definition, you seeking asylum is that you don't have. If you don't, you're not a citizen, right? That, that's the definition of it. So, right. it, it is in what it is. It is what it is. That's so. That's why they are here in the first place to seek asylum. So, so they are placed in removal proceedings. Not all the people. Right? By the way, not all the people who came here were seeking asylum. They were breaking our laws to get here. But you don't seem. So, would you limit it to only those seeking asylum? Is that what you would do? I mean, folks don't know their rights. They don't know the. the no, I'm not sure about that. What kind of I'm rights sure. does somebody just, have? What kind of rights does somebody have who are not citizens of our country? Can they just come here and break our laws and then we write them a check? Is that right? I'm not saying that. There is a problem for the. And that's Biden is saying the same. President Biden is saying the same thing that it's not everybody. That it's not everybody. If it's, it's one person, if it's one person, it's wrong. If, I mean, I would ask you to consider if it were your child, right? If you were from another country, I, don't, I think you would feel question. differently. It's a great question. If I broke the laws of a country, of any country on this planet other than America, no one would be writing me a check, ma'am. Nobody. I would be breaking the laws of the country, and I'd probably be in jail somewhere. But in your world, you think they can break our laws and get a check from us, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
they are they are using a method that is that is lawful, which is you and it is lawful to enter and seek asylum. You enter, you're placed in removal. But you're taking it to the next level. Asylum. Even if I acknowledge that it's lawful, they are not a citizens of our country. What we did is what we had to do, and you still want to write them a check. Why? What? On what basis should we write them a four hundred fifty thousand dollar check then? I mean, were they kept in a hotel? Like, were they kept in 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 livable conditions? I mean, can we agree that the conditions yes, were, the conditions, were the, condi- the conditions were not the best, but we were forced to live in those conditions. We had no choice. They broke they broke through our borders. We did everything we could, I, so we should pay I, them. I think, as a country, we've agreed. Right? We we've agreed as 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 a common right as a common goal that we have a way of treating people. Right, we don't treat people any which way because they enter. That's what makes us special, right? We don't. <laughs> we have a judicial system, right, which makes people want to come here. We have we have processes. These, of course, right? but these but these people broke our laws to get here, and I don't think we should be writing them a check. I, I mean, I disagree. I, I disagree. Um, I think if it were your child, you would think differently. I, but I've explained I mean, that. Is- I've explained that. If it was me and I broke the laws of it, I would not be getting a check. I just don't know why there's such a an interesting divide between the two of us. You look at this and you think we need to write these people checks. I look at it as them being illegal and they broke the laws of our country. Why would we then say, oh, congratulations, uh, here's $450,000? Well, tell me, until the laws laws are changed the way you want it to change where you is fully illegal then it's not quite illegal i think we're, I think we're going to disagree on that. I, I, to- it absolutely is illegal just to walk across our border for any reason at all you can't just flood the borders and there break is a the- process yes there is, there a, is process. a process there is a process and it's an illegal process not an illegal process Correct. So you enter, you're placed in removal. You may have an ankle, ankle break. Uh, what do you call it? An ankle uh, monitor on your on your ankle, and you're placed in removal. And you get to tell the judge your case. That seems and that seems very stuck. inhumane. Should we put ankle bracelets on people? That seems terrible. I've seen it. Uh, I've had clients come in with it. Um, uh, do you agree with that? By the way, I've, do you think we should? I think it's better than keep. No, I don't agree, but I think it's better than keeping people in cages, right? right. Uh, the person gets to report. Do you think we should just return people report. back to their country if they come here illegally? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I think there's a legal process. Should there they be tested for COVID? That... I can agree to that. <laughs> okay. I think we did. Uh, I think we did good here. I, I've got a, up against a break, and um, I appreciate your time. It takes a lot of guts to just. You, knew, I, you probably were aware that we would be uh, disagreeing with you, but I thought you did great, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you. That's Altilla Grace Gracia, Premier Out, Outer Bridge. Uh, she's with the Outer Bridge Law Firm, uh, based in New York City. Hmm, that was interesting. In sixty seconds, we'll discuss that and Joe Biden's use of a legal word in the country. I guess illegal is something we have to continue to debate. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo 5.0. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one of a kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. 
Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Truth, justice, and the American way? And that's just Richard, the Lee Brothers. That was interesting, huh? Seemed like a nice lady. Really mistaken. <laughs> oh, the Lee brothers on a... We're celebrating Christmas early. Because quite frankly, I can't handle anymore. You know, it's good to talk to people who disagree with you from time to time and try to figure out where they're coming from. There's a poll out that says that uh, people are radically against $450,000 going to illegal aliens who busted our border and then weren't treated perfectly. Don't you understand, Scott? These people weren't treated well. We must sue... And get the government to pay them for everything. I think this is preposterous. I think most Americans would is are offended by this on every single level. And I think Altria Alcha Gracia Pierre Outerbridge is her name did a did a fine job of trying to explain why we ought to write them checks. And she even said it wasn't enough. But man, I am I just can't. I, I kept going back to the idea. So someone breaks into your house and they get hurt, or they don't like the environment that they're in, apparently, then some lawyer like her ought to be able to step up and sue. It's preposterous. But that's where we are in our country today, and I, I think it's terrible. I like what DeSantis is doing. DeSantis says, fine, you want to let them into our country? We're going to ship them to Delaware in Joe Biden's area. You see this reaction? Apparently, like 60 or 70 airplanes landed in Jacksonville, Florida, and just are letting illegal aliens out. It's unbelievable what's going on. This is such an easy... We should secure our border... And if there's an asylum seeker, they have a process to go through. They go through the port of entry. They just don't flood our borders to where our government has no choice but to kind of round them up and, and arrest some. And it's, it was just chaos. Well, we can write them a check and everything will be fine and go, this is ridiculous as can be. So Joe Biden is, uh, not only has he destroyed our entire border process, which was, by the way, quite secure with Trump. First thing Joe Biden did is stop the wall, open our borders, tell them to come. Go ahead, tell them to come. And then we'll write them a check when they get here. You don't think more people are going to come? That's the Joe Biden administration. Joe Biden this week was uh, at the Veterans Day event in Arlington National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia, a red state, by the way, just in case you didn't know that. Um, and he, uh, he said this, and it's got controversial. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. You know what he said there was illegal, right? Here it is again. 
attitude of the great Negro. Great Negro? Um, Joe Biden just used an illegal word. Now, many of you may not know this or remember this, but Barack Obama signed a bill into law saying you can't use that word, along with Oriental, by the way. The federal government no longer use the terms Negro or Oriental after Obama signed a bill into law. The official terms will be African-American and Asian-American. That happened in 2016. Isn't that great? Hmm. The measure updates the terms the U.S. federal government uses to describe minorities, including American Indian to Native American and Spanish-speaking individuals of Spanish descent to Hispanic. Yeah, we trip all of ourselves to get the wording right. As if someone was offended by that. Joe Biden broke the law. He used an illegal word. What I find funny is that the government actually, by Obama signed a bill to ban a word? <laughs> what is the deal? I mean, seriously? It makes the word illegal? What is free speech if the word is illegal? I mean... It makes zero sense, right? I mean... I don't want them punished with a baby. I <laughs> uh, forgot the old uh, Obama quotes. Um, yeah, that's... No, we're not going to do Tim Kaine. So, Biden calls the great Negro and breaks the law. I think this is an interesting thing for our country, how we're tripping over words as if they are, you know, it's not... It's... it. it the left is so caught up in this. I, I never understood how things like this probably aren't offensive to the Negro, although I think there's, there should be no mention of it at all. I just call him a person. But we, ha- we can't do that today. We can't. It's, we have to show differences. And instead of judging people by the content of their character, we have to judge them first by their color, their skin, then their content. There's a great... Uh, video at the LeeBrothers.com, Mojo50.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to colorblind is now a problem. If you say you're colorblind, it's now an issue. It's, it's preposterous. It's unbelievable. Uh, if Build Back Better, Biden's Build Back Better happens, the tax rate will explode. The marginal tax rate will jump up, which essentially will mean that the average top tax rate on personal income in the U.S. will be a whopping 57.4% to the government. Now, you may say, well, look, the government's got a lot to do. I mean, we need the money. Uh, do we? Is that what's happening here? This, this, I am so sick of the attack, and this has always been the case. It's really what got me into politics was seeing my first paycheck and then understanding there's a progressive tax system, which is completely unfair instead of fair, and then we have this hatred for the wealthy that is perpetuated by the Democrats. Campus reform caught up with a bunch of students on campuses. Yes, right. And here's what they said. Taxes on the rich. Most definitely. You should definitely tax the rich. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and raise taxes for the rich. The wealthy are hoarding too much of the money. They're not giving money. the workers on the bottom level enough money to make or like a standard living for themselves. Uh-huh. Yes. You know they don't hoard money. You know that's not possible. There's no hoarding of money. No one can take the money out of the whole system and just hang on to it, although they think they can, but it's not a zero-sum game. It's not like there's only $100 in the economy. It's unlimited pool money that floats around in the free market system. But you can say they're hoarding. Therefore, the government should go get it, right? And then the government goes get it. What are they going to do? It? Give it to you? No, they're going to waste it on $100 hammers. It's ridiculous. Yes. 
I mean, personally, as like a middle class, I feel like it should be race, but like at a point, it's like the rich are not going to agree with it because they're going to feel like, why them? Yeah, it should definitely go up the more you make. I'm not sure how much they should be taxed because I don't know. How much you do you know. think the 1% pay in taxes Here we go. currently? Listen. Like nothing? Rich people nothing. don't even pay taxes. Donald Trump wasn't paying taxes. Yes, he, he got did. more money than all of us. The top 1% pays more in federal income taxes than the bottom 90%, than the, the bottom rest of the country. They what? make about 20% of the total income in the United States, and they pay 40% of all taxes. No. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? That does surprise me. Wow, that surprises like, me. Sure you mean you've been lied to? You mean it's not like you think? Come on, people, wake up. The rich pay 1%, pay the top 40% of the federal money to the treasury. They don't need to be punished more, and that's what government does. It punishes success. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Simple facts, persuasive arguments, and common sense, like Thomas Paine. The Lee Brother. You can't tell me this doesn't make you feel better. You just can't do it. As bad as everything is, it's Christmas coming up. Yeah, we jumped in early. How could you not? Gotta love it. All right, stand by. Love it. So, by the way, what is... What is Christmas all about? Just out of just out of curiosity, what is it all about? Santa, what's Christmas really about? Vengeance. It's about vengeance. Mm-hmm. The Grinch. All right. Did you see the uh, the the Trump administration wanted to kill the spotted owl? I don't know that you saw this. No, I mean the the an article came out this week. It said owl habitat cut by Trump appointees use faulty science. So this uh, the U.S. wildlife officials have said that the political appointees in the Trump administration relied on faulty science to justify stripping habitat protections from the northern spotted owl. I find this hilarious that the federal government would be so concerned about Oregon and Washington, California, that they would change something for the spotted owl, and these people erupt. Trump administration hated owls. 
had nothing to do with the owl. They're talking about opening up things and let the states deal with more freedom. And, uh, and now it turns out the Trump administration hated owls. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. They hate owls. Man, I'm so glad Trump's gone. I mean, now we're going to have more spotted owls. Saved us. All right, coming up. Why is the Rittenhouse case so divided between liberals and conservatives? What's going on with that? It just seems strange, doesn't it? And COVID narcs, the narcs for COVID. Turn in your employer. Happily promoting the four F's. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. You may try all you want, but it's hard to argue with common sense. the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. So a doctor had diagnosed a patient with climate change. That's a diagnosis? Climate change? We've lost our minds. COVID narcs. What's a COVID narc? It's government forcing your co-worker to tattle. If you don't proceed along, government dictates. That should be fun. And Rittenhouse case is divided by liberals and conservatives. Why? Why? I'll tell you, it's called God Bless the USA. I kid you not. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host. He's my friend and my brother sits across from me, sometimes my left, but mainly across from me. He's out today, not feeling well. Covet your prayers for him as he will return next week for sure. Richard at theleebrothers.com is how you reach him. And I'm sure he would love to see your emails. All right, coming up, uh, I think one of the biggest travesties and one of the biggest reasons, quite frankly, why Glenn Youngkin is governor of Virginia is this COVID mandate ridiculousness. And uh, the government is now going to force you, well, they're going to force your coworker to tattle. How do you feel about that? You want to tattle on your... This won't create division. Don't worry about it. It's perfectly fine. You think your coworkers on your side? Oh, you just wait until they find out you haven't been vaccinated or you haven't been tested. By the way, the pandemic's over. It absolutely is over. We know how to deal with this now. We know what the consequence. We know all these things. But we'll talk about that coming up. But first is Rittenhouse thing. So Kyle Rittenhouse... 17-year-old kid sees what's going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin. This, and he thinks it's preposterous that we have nobody stopping these hoodlums and these criminals from destroying property, hurting people, and rioting. So he is uh, going to go protect property. So he goes to a specific location with a firearm to protect. And uh, it turns out that um, he gets attacked by people and ends up defending himself. So the first reaction I had when I saw this is, what's this kid doing? I mean, come on. You have parents? Where are your parents, dude? You should not be there. You shouldn't. That's not your role. You don't need to be doing that. But, you know, when you have government that refuses to do things, people will step up and try to protect property, protect people who are asking for help. And there were people asking for help, and no one was helping them. I like what the former Hawaii congressman uh, 
Tulsi Gabbard said about this. Here's what she said. The prosecutor in this Rittenhouse trial obviously did not do his due diligence before making the decision to prosecute. Right, that's true. This tragedy never would have happened if the government had simply carried out its responsibilities to protect the safety, lives, and property of innocent people. That is exactly the point. Should have never happened. You don't let people destroy property, steal things, break things, and hurt people. You don't let it do it. Our government did. So there'll be people who show up to help in that case. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard here is right. It's a failure of government. And government fails everywhere. But this is the failure of the left, leftist government. So I was against the kid showing up and doing this. And he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have done this, but he did. So we got to go through the trial. What happened? We got video. We got all this stuff. We know what happened. It turns out that exactly what um, uh, Rittenhouse said. I was defending my life. And that's exactly how this trial turned out. And it's uh, radically obvious that that's exactly what he was doing. Rittenhouse wasn't going around shooting people. He wasn't looking to maim anybody. He was looking to protect property and himself, it turns out. And that's going to that's proved in this, in this trial. But what I don't understand, and this is where I really... I, I can't figure out our divide in our country. Why does the left want this kid's head? Why? If the kid broke the law and was shooting people, he'll be punished. This is called the trial. But they can't deal with this. It's become so radically political, it's insane. You got people saying all kinds of crazy things. He's a white supremacist. Uh, he's an idiot. We'll get some of those clips in a second. But here is... I found the biggest divisive thing, and I never understood it. It's something that nobody even said in the courtroom. It was a simple phone. It was the ringtone of the judge's phone that was the most interesting thing that really made me think about this thing. Why would the ringtone of the judge's phone mean anything? Here it is. Uh, The actions that I had talked about. We're done in bad faith. So in case you don't know, that is, um, that is exactly what, the, um, what they wanted to have um, the ringtone. So I just got distracted because we just had an electrical problem here. So what, when does it happen? The judge's phone rings, right? It rings in the courtroom. And it rings, God bless the USA. God bless the USA is now the ringtone. And what happens? Well, we have some people say the Rittenhouse judge's ringtone is literally Trump's rally theme song. Draw your own conclusions. What? It's the theme song? Wait a minute, wait a second. I've been listening to God bless the USA for how many, how many years now? For, since I can, my whole life. It's Trump's theme song? The judge can't have God bless the USA on his phone without being criticized and critiqued. This is the entire point of my confusion about the Rittenhouse case. Why, why do we think it's a right versus left issue? If the judge has on his phone, God bless the USA, how can that be a negative? How was that turned into a negative? I just, I don't understand. If he had it on there, then he must love the country. He must be a fan of it. 
That's bad. So the left is is upset about the ringtone, which really is the entire point, isn't it? Because now you can see why the left hates this whole thing. A kid shows up with a gun, first bad thing. Guns suck. Someone who shows up to defend freedom sucks. That's a bad person. This kid must be hung. He must be punished. The only way to punish him is if you have a judge that hates the country. And it turns out the judge likes the country. Darn. Oh, no. Now what? God bless the USA is on the judges. And it's the number one thing. It's the number one thing everyone's talking about. You be Listen to this comment by this Aaron Rupar. The Rittenhouse judge ringtone is literally Trump's theme song. Draw your own conclusions. The left never used that song? I've heard the left use that. No liberal Democrat has ever had on their phone, God bless USA. Now, I believe possibly they haven't because they hate the country, and apparently this guy hates the country, and you got to hate the country to get the verdict you want. You just don't want the verdict. You don't want the chips to fall and the evidence to be what it is and presented in court. It's obvious that Rittenhouse was protecting himself, but you don't like that, so it's the judge's fault. We even turned it further. We turned it into a white supremacy argument. Here's Tom Cotton, who's addressed this issue. Um, but I want to focus on what Joe Biden said last year, which is calling this young man a white supremacist based on a few seconds of video. As I often say when there's a shooting like this, you shouldn't jump to conclusions based on some video circulating in social media. You should allow all the facts to be collected and make a reasoned judgment. But when Joe Biden called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist last year, it really was just the go-to move of the Democrats. They do this all the time when they're losing an argument on the merits. They don't like parents going to school boards to protest what their kids are learning or school closures, so those right. parents are called racist. Yep. Yeah. They don't like that Virginians elected Republicans last week. They condemn Virginian voters as racist. Right. They don't like the United States Constitution or the norms and the customs of the United States Senate, so they call it racist. This is my point. What, what happened? to our country that the Rittenhouse trial can't just be about facts and evidence. It's this kid's a white supremacist. That's the first thing it said. What's the point of that? Why would a Democrat or Biden or anyone immediately go that direction? Was he shooting black people? The fact it wasn't, there wasn't a single black, he didn't kill a black person. It was all white people. If that must be pointed out, what, what is behind the white supremacy charge. Why, why do they want that? Do they want more riots? This kid is obviously not a white supremacist. Has nothing to do with that. Tom Cotton's exactly right. But this is about the left and the right, and I just don't understand how it could be. I don't think the right and conservatives look at juries and judges and think, this is a left versus right issue. Let's look at the facts. They say, look at the facts. That's all. But the left doesn't do that. In fact, Jeffrey Tubin who is on his own an interesting I would never be back on TV after what happened to him. Never, ever. But here's Jeffrey Tubin trying to explain it. What kind of idiot 17-year-old <laughs> gets a giant gun? I love, the, I love the drama there. What kind of idiot gets a giant gun? A giant gun? A gi the gun was a giant? It seemed like a regular rifle to me. A giant gun! But that makes a difference. If I could say giant really loud... And make it sound like it's even worse. Then it's, if you got a regular size gun, it wouldn't be as big a deal. Jeffrey Tubin, what kind of idiot gets a giant gun? Look, I think the kid made a mistake. He should have never went there. But continue, 
Tubin. And goes to a riot. He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the stupidity of this is like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not on trial for being an idiot. He's on trial for homicide. Right. And in that respect, I mostly agree with Joey that yeah. this is a tough case for the prosecution. Yep, he's not. There's no homicide. He's protected himself. But Tubin, like, he's an idiot. And by the way, if there was a trial, which should be about idiots, and all the right should be... That's the thing here. See, liberals simply cannot cope with the reality of facts that don't support their preferred outcome. That's exactly what's happening. they got a worldview, and uh, they've got to put this kid in jail to match their worldview. Rittenhouse going to jail is exactly what the political left wants. They literally seek to imprison people who feel have run afoul of the political views. Rittenhouse was that guy. None of the facts matter. This is a political witch hunt now, all because the judge played God bless the USA on his phone. Unbelievable. All right, coming up in 60 seconds, Hanover County did something very good in Virginia. Maybe things are turning better. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O. The question isn't who is going to let us. The question is who is going to stop us. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 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 and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers. It's the most so worst Christmas song. But I'm glad we're in this time of year. But this is my worst. I hate this song. But anyway, it's uh, it's fine. It's a Christmas song. Yeah, I got you. Be a big good cheer. Merry Christmas. Yes, we're early. We'll take it that way. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Check us out there. you got a colorblind is now a problem in America. I don't understand it. Uh, the video will explain it. It's pretty ridiculous. Tustin Elementary School has a Veterans Day tribute that is outstanding, and I think you'll get a kick out of that and enjoy it. And then there's another Veterans Day tribute by Oliver North, which will bring absolute tears to your eyes. All that uh, is uh, at TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Com. Hanover County is being forced into a transgender policy because the Virginia Department of Education, which, by the way, is about to change radically with Yunkin. It's another reason Yunkin won. Model policies for the treatment of transgender students 
So they're telling all the localities, you got to adopt transgender policies. By the way, they're requesting and demanding that these counties allow men to go into women's restrooms based upon just whatever they feel they are and to have overnight field trips, go into the same locker rooms. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Hanover County had a packed room over 100 people. The board voted four to three. Guess which way? Four to three to reject those portions of the policies for transgenders. In other words, it was a very good thing. So they specifically did not want males, for instance, to use female bathrooms, locker rooms, or sleeping quarters on overnight field trips, which is unbelievable that our, our government even does this. It's just unbelievable that we're having this conversation. Four to three, Hanover made the right decision. Three... Voted in favor of it? Three wanted men and women's... How do these three sleep at night? This is what I'm talking about. When, when, when bad is called good, we have a serious problem in our country. It's, it's unbelievable. And I don't know who these people are that did this. Your soul is an appalling <laughs> dump heap. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I'll do that again. What is now? Your soul is an appalling yes! dump heap. Yes! It is a dung heap. You three that voted for men in women's locker rooms. It's ridiculous. I, I can't believe it passed that narrow. What, what's happening in our culture and society that that would be the case? Is there, is there no one who's willing to stand up and say, well, there is. And this is why Hanover County, I'm very excited about it. But I don't know that most people understand that the Virginia Department of Education literally is demanding these counties make these changes in these school boards. And so Hanover Public Schools said, we're not doing it. So they did pass a narrow provision allowing student records to be changed with the permission of a parent to match the student's preferred name and gender. But it does not overtly require the use of gender-neutral pronouns, which is a very good thing. Can you imagine a parent even doing something like that? If you're a, a teenage or younger student in Hanover County, and your student comes to you, your, your, your daughter or your son comes to you and says, i am uh, got some dysphoria going on here. I really think I'm a girl and I'm a boy. You're going to go, well, let's walk over to the stu- school and make the change. Do you realize how many changes teenagers go through in their life on so many levels, on so many things? You could be going all, all the parents just simply said, yeah, you can think whatever you want. It's not a big deal. You're in charge of molding and shaping kids. Until the 18, you've got to mold and shape them to be God-fearing, moral, productive citizens of the country. If your teenager comes to you and says, I've decided I'm going to drink alcohol every single day of my life, you're just going to go, okay. In fact, you'll make a cabinet run and buy them alcohol and stick it in your cabinet for them. Is that what you would do as a parent? So if your teenager comes to you and goes, I'm going to drunk, drive drunk every night, you're just going to go, okay, you can do whatever you want. So if your teenager comes to you and goes, hey, I think I'm a girl when I'm really a boy, you're going to go, fine, that's okay, I don't care. Why wouldn't you as a parent go, my gosh, we got a problem here. The school is saying, look, here's the deal. If you have a student, a, a, a son or daughter who thinks they are something different, like an alien from outer space or something, you just come to school and we'll change it for you. No truth. No science, just whatever you feel. 
That's a slip in our culture. Someone is being lied to. It's mainly Americans lying to ourselves about what things really are, what is true. That's really the problem. Hanover County did the right thing here. I'm actually somewhat proud of what's happening in Hanover because obviously these other counties are not doing that. And it's, a, it's, it's very good. Even though it's four to three, you still wonder, who are the three? And can they lose in the next election is my question. All right, coming up, more about COVID and the vaccinations going on on five to 12-year-olds. That is next, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Standing against intolerable acts. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Just like Batman and Robin, your conservative, dynamic duo. Just no costumes and no utility belts normally. The Lee Brothers. All right, so it's kind of my favorite movie there. Guess the movie. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Well, you don't know? Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Oh, come on. How do you not know that this song is a theme to one great movie? There you go. There's the answer. Oh, you still don't. <laughs> it says it in a song. Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. It's a classic, classic movie, classic. I mean, those are the kind of movies that you just, you have to save and put on on uh, DVD and keep them running throughout the season, right? And the other one is A uh, a Christmas Story with Ralphie, the Red Rider BB gun, which is the is probably the biggest threat to liberals when they see that movie. How could you buy your kid a BB gun? Because it's called the Second Amendment, that's why. And you can't stop it. But that movie plays, I think, 24 hours on Christmas Day, which is well worth it. So the Dolphins, remember the, speaking of movies, this movie Dolphins, have you seen this movie uh, Dolphin Tail, the movie? It's about a dolphin who loses its fin, its main swimming thing, and they put a, uh, a, uh, a prosthetic tail on the dolphin. So this Florida Aquarium who has this dolphin, it's Clearwater Marina Aquarium, has this dolphin. It's a huge attraction. Everybody comes there and loves it and wants to see this dolphin because it's a star in a movie. They closed the aquarium because the dolphin was ill. And it's uh, apparently it's in critical condition with an infection. I know. I know. 
Some are probably saying it's COVID. The dolphin has COVID. Remember, these people, these dolphins are extremely smart. They're smarter than humans. And uh, they should have been aware if they're that smart to wear a mask. If the dolphins had a mask on, the dolphin would be fine. Instead, it's that critical mass here, and we don't know what's wrong with this dolphin. They closed it down for a day because I guess it's contagious. I don't know all the things of that, but dolphins are should be protected. More than 35,000 children were vaccinated this first week of Virginia's uh, rollout of uh, vaccinations for those 5 to 11 years old. 35,000. I, I guess it's the same kind of, I don't understand the need to vaccinate kids 5 to 11. They're not spreading it. They're not dying from it. This is almost a problem. Uh, it's like in search of a problem. I don't understand why this is happening, but uh, Pearl Berry is excited to do once she fully vaccinated. Hang out with here's, here's what this kid is. Her name's Pearl Berry. She's excited to get vaccinated. Uh, looks like she is eight years old. Eight. The chances of Pearl Berry dying from COVID are uh, less than her dying in a swimming pool accident or in a car accident, to which if you want to take it to its logical conclusion, then she ought to be wearing a life vest before she gets the COVID vaccine because she could die in a swimming pool before she could die from COVID. Here's what she said. An eight-year-old said this. I can't wait to get fully vaccinated. So she can, listen, hang out with friends eat inside at restaurants, and visit Sky Zone, an indoor trampoline park. We are lying to our kids. This is unbelievable. She says, quote, I mean, obviously, who wouldn't be? She got her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. She said the shot itself felt like a small pinch, more like a mosquito bite. She told her dad, equally relieved to see both Pearl and her five-year-old sister take the first steps towards vaccination. Wow. Pearl probably asked to go to Sky Zone two or three times a week, so we're really excited to have this co- coincide with Christmas, be able to be more free about seeing friends and family. Do they know that people with the vaccine actually get COVID? Do they know that? What is going on here? You think your kids are now risk-free from COVID? Of course not. They are probably better without the vaccine. How do you know they had not already had it? Unbelievable. All right, coming up. Report your coworker who violated vaccine rules. The government is doing that now. That should be fun. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo50.com. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, friend and brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Of course, he is uh, out today, not feeling well, sick, and he will return next week uh, for your listening pleasure. <laughs> TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Check us out there. You'll see uh, colorblind is now a problem. You can't be colorblind. 
it's preposterous, isn't it? What happened to our country? Somebody is pushing this idea that we must see. I mean, when you when you look in the mirror, what do you see? A person. If you look in the mirror and go, I'm white or I'm black, that's a problem. You need to fix that. That's an internal issue. So you can check that out at LeeBrothers.com, the Tussing Elementary Veterans Day tribute. And uh, in about 15 minutes or so, we'll be talking to a veteran who is running a pretty unique organization I think you'll be interested in. So that's coming up in just a second. Uh, but first, um, is it, it, would it be wrong to say that during Joseph Stalin's Soviet Union and Adolf Hitler's Germany, neighbors were turned against neighbors? Friends turned against friends, and even family members turned against each other because they feared the state. They reported each other. Does that, is that too bold to think that would never happen again? Right? We learned a lesson, Scott. That's never going to happen again. Right now, Biden is relying on informants to report co-workers who violate vaccination rules. OSHA, by the way, in case you don't know this, is the one who would try to administrate this. doesn't have nearly enough workplace safety inspectors to do the job of policing compliance with these ridiculous mandates that we see coming down. So what is the good, uh, good radical, big government uh, leftists uh, do and such? Issues, you, you got to hire more OSHA people, right? I mean, you got to hire more IRS agents to impose this build back better policy, 87,000 new IRS agents. So why don't we order, you know, hire another 87,000 OSHA people? Because that's just going to expand freedom. And if we have a bunch of government bureaucrats running with little badges all over the country, just checking on your, your businesses, you think that that's going to be better, right? I mean, how could that be worse? It's about your safety, Scott. Trust the centralized government that is creating a database of gun owners. Trust this government. So what does this government do? We don't have enough OSHA people. Can't hire enough. They're going to rely on informers to identify the violations of the order. Employees who will be presumably be concerned enough to turn in their own employers if their coworkers go unvaccinated or fail to undergo weekly tests to show they're virus free and goody, goody, this would be good. This is how you build a united country. This is how you put emphasis on uh, uniting us. Is you immediately put in policies that will divide us. Stop and think about that for a second. Whether you're in favor of the mandate or not. Let's say you're, love it. You got vaccinated, therefore everyone should. By the way, they, you may think that, and that's fine. Uh, but I just hope someday the government doesn't try to institute something that you're against. You know, when they came for my neighbor, I didn't care. I looked the other way. Because they came for things I was in favor of, I was fine. But when they came for me, no one helped me. Exactly. Stop and think what is happening. OSHA Chief of Staff Debbie Berkowitz said, there is no army of OSHA inspectors that we're going to be knocking on employers' door or even calling them. They're going to rely on workers and their union representatives to file complaints where the company is totally flouting 
the law. Complaints. Total flouting the law. And oftentimes, door to door, literally knocking on doors. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they're not going to do that, Scott. They're just going to turn your coworker into a little Gestapo. Here's what OSHA says. I always hated the alphabet soup of ATF, OSHA, EPA. These people are horrible. IRS. Ah! OSHA urges workers to first bring unsafe and unhealthy working conditions to the attention of the employers if possible. Employees could also file a confidential, here we go, safety compliant with OSHA or have a case filed by the representation such as a lawyer or union representative or a member of clergy. Isn't it cool that in America, we've got this large, huge organization at the federal level outside the bounds of what Madison had in mind and Hamilton. Even Hamilton, it was outside those bounds. Argued in Federalist Papers not to be concerned about a bill. In fact, Federalist 85, I think they argued against the Bill of Rights because the government was limited. Article 1, Section 8 said, don't worry about any of this. It's a negative document. It's going to limit the scope of the federal government. Now we have a part of the federal government called OSHA. Now, this could be done at the state level. In fact, it is. We don't need OSHA. OSHA should be disbanded right now. The building ought to be shut down and mothballed. And everyone employee ought to be fired. If you work for OSHA, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now you're going to go around and ruin people's lives. Oh, you're sure. You'll feel good about it. About it. You put your head on your pillow at night and goes, I saved lives today as a big government bureaucrat. Like the police officer practically ran over 18 people trying to track me down in the airport. Employees, so, so they have a right to sue their employer in court for federal safety violations. Typically, 25% of OSHA inspections originate from a complaint. So we got that going for us. This is an exciting time. It's an exciting time for government to be this big and take this amount of freedom. And there are people, by the way, who are in favor of this. They absolutely love it. They get giddy about it. The government's going to come in and swoop in and do this. Destroy my employer. Then what are you going to work, by the way? Oh, you don't have to. The government's printing money and just distributing it. A second grader was hit with a 36-day suspension for not wearing a mask. Second grader. What are we doing to our kids? Second grader said suspended for 36 days for not wearing a mask. She doesn't want to. Eight-year-old student at Palm Beach County School has been suspended for 36 days, most likely to repeat the second grade. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Parents ought to be embarrassed. School board should be ashamed of itself. In fact, so much so that the second grader addressed the school board. Here's what she said. And nothing's going to change my mind. I've been getting suspended a lot because I'm wearing a mask. Do you know how dirty masks are? Because you touch the mask, you put it on your face, you breathe all those germs in because you have lots of bacterias on your hand. Oh, and okay, yeah, I hope you all go to jail for doing this to me. <laughs> go to jail. And my family is proud of me. And my Uncle Murphy that is in heaven is really proud of me. And I want to say Burke sucks, but instead of your rules suck. Your rules suck, said an eight-year-old student who was forced to wear a mask. I think forcing to wear our kids a mask is a travesty. It's a folly. It's horrible that we've taken 
uh, facial expressions out of life. This is uh, restrictive, but the biggest part is it does nothing. It's stupid. There's no protection from a mask, zero, especially among kids. Look at the stats, 29 and under. I mean, it's just ridiculous why we do this to kids. And we do it for the sake of adults, which is we've never done that before. Let's mask these kids for the sake of adults. It spreads. How about we just take care of the adults and leave the kids alone to live their lives? Now, I may surprise you here with my next statement about this. I think it's horrible that the parents turn their eight-year-old into a little activist. I mean, just think about it. If this is from the other side, some left, we'd be ashamed. It's terrible. I would never have my eight-year-old do this. Never. I would try to have my eight-year-old understand that these battles can be fought in other places. It's your job to go to school, obey the laws, obey the rules best you can. I don't need you as an activist writing speeches to the public school board. I just don't need you worried about that stuff. I certainly don't need you suspended for 36 days. I would fight that battle as a parent aggressively on purpose on my own. But I want my eight-year-old worried about, I don't know, Christmas. Don't you? I mean, don't you want your eight-year-old worried about things that are more Christmassy than you would normally want? Yeah. Santa, what's Christmas really yeah, like about? This. Oh, okay, maybe not so much that. But I want my eight-year-old worried about Christmas. I don't want my eight-year-old writing a speech to the school board about the stupidness of a mask. So I'm actually against what they've done to this second grader on so many levels. I'm against that we made this second grader wear a mask. I'm against her being suspended for not wearing it. I'm against her being a little activist running around writing speeches like this. This is wrong. Never do that. In fact, my, my, uh, my daughter, who is 17 years old, a junior in high school, I don't want her doing this. In fact, one of the things she talks to kids when they talk about politics, she goes, you're 17. Why, why are you even worried about it? Don't, you can't even vote. Stop. What are you doing this weekend? I mean, that's really what needs to be happening here. Instead, we've taken a 16-year-old, I mean, a, an 8-year-old, and turned her into an activist. This, this whole COVID thing has become really painful and ridiculous. All right, coming up, I'll share this with you. A really cool veteran story about how uh, an organization is helping veterans raise money because they're amazing entrepreneurs. That in 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Truth, justice, and the American way? 
And that's just Richard, the Lee brothers. Oh, one of my favorites. Patapan. Merry Christmas. Oh, of course it's early. From the Lee brothers outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia. We just let that play the rest of the show. Can we do that? Not so much, I guess. <laughs> All right, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There's a tribute there to uh, Veterans uh, Day from Tussing Elementary School, which has turned out to be a phenomenal institution for elementary kids. <laughs> and it is, um, uh, they put together a great vet- Veterans Day tribute. You should check it out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. The Lee Brothers, if you know anything about this show for the last 18 years on the on four different radio stations, and now on Mojo50.com, we have a segment called Patriot Radio that we put a lot of emphasis on, those who have served our country uh, in a lot of ways gave the ultimate sacrifice, and then those who, um, who have come back and contributed to our society, and we think highly of those who have done what Richard and I, neither one of us have done, and that is served in the military. We're always grateful for their service, and we always have this view at least I've always had this view. Everyone I've ever met that served our country tend to be extraordinary people, almost extraordinary, um, which I guess, by the way, is the definition of extraordinary. But they, they're so different. One thing is they, 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 they did something that most people aren't going to do, and that is uh, go fight for the cause of freedom and liberty and fight for their country. Um, that deserves uh, credit. But not only do we see that attitude, but that attitude can transfer into the private sector. It could transfer into our economy. It could transfer into our companies and, uh, and that way make those companies better. There's an organization called Veteran Ventures Capital. It is about doing that. It's about finding the capital for veterans so they can be uh, great entrepreneurs, which they naturally are, but in, in a lot of ways... Uh, this organization helps them. The founder and president of that organization is Darren Borrell. He joins me right now. Hey, Darren. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for having me. Hey, you bet. I think this is a, uh, the timing on this is excellent, uh, especially at Veterans Day. Your company specializes in making private investments into veteran-affiliated companies. Uh, What a worthy cause. Is this this something that's close to your heart? How did you come to do this? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's a culmination of a lifelong uh, desire and passion of mine. I did, I did 21 years um, active duty Air Force in financial management. Uh, so I didn't fly the planes. I like to say I didn't fly them. I just paid for them. And, <laughs> and I had great, uh, yeah, great opportunities, you know, to do that and move in 10 times in those 20 years, managing billions uh, on, on behalf of uh of our, of our nation or Department of Defense, uh, deployed five times. Just a, It was a great opportunity that allowed me to see so many different things in serving uh, this great nation of ours. And so when I transitioned out, I stayed in that financial sector, even in the, when, I, when I came and, and uh, decided to, to basically go in the private sector, scaling the businesses, helping them grow, um, and then, uh, the opportunity came for me when I was doing that for one company, uh, where I helped raise a, a couple million in growth equity to help them grow. And I could tell you a lot about that, but the basic, um, just is that I found out that better known businesses had a harder time gaining access to capital. 
at the time, I didn't know all the statistics, but the veteran businesses are 30% less likely to receive venture funding, even though they out-earn their non-veteran counterparts. Um, so there's a great opportunity there to, to not only um, bridge the gap, if you will, but it's, it's a great, great uh, business case for an investor. So I, based, I, I got with a gentleman that I served with in the military. We were on the White House staff together. And we helped uh, launch Veteran Ventures Capital about three and a half years ago. And it's basically turned into a military shark tank. We, we, we get lots of pitches and applications per week. And we, we sort through those. We invest the deals. And the ones that our investors um, want to see us uh, get into, we do that. And we help scale and grow those companies just like you would see in any other venture capital fund, just focusing on veteran-owned businesses. I love the, uh, uh, yeah, it does. I love the analogy of the shark tail for military. That's phenomenal. I can imagine these guys coming to you and going, hey, this is, uh, we have a, 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 a united front, which we're all serving the military, and uh, here's some <laughs> ideas. And your company helps fund those, gets those things going because the, the veterans uh, will need your help. I'm, I'm curious, how do, how do someone like me uh, even know some of these companies because I'd be I'd love to watch the Shark Tank version of uh, who presents to you and what these companies are doing and maybe even help invest if that's possible. Oh yeah, that's very possible. Um, yeah, we so the process is there. I mean, if you look at over time and over the history, uh, you know, going back to what I would call the pre nine eleven veterans, um, there was an incredible amount of innovation even back coming from you know, Vietnam and the, and the different wars um, to the tune of 50% of all veterans started their own businesses back then. Wow. And those are some of the names that you would recognize like Federal Express, Walmart, Enterprise, U-Haul, uh, all of them, all of these great companies that not only just were successful, but they transformed the economic landscape across the globe, right? And But post 9-11, if you think about what has occurred since then, we have a much more technically skilled force with it, you know, looks at everything from satellite imagery, the robotics, the biotech. Right. They give great educational opportunities for the GI Bill. I mean, I've got three master's degrees and I'm the dumbest one on the group. The other three <laughs> principals have PhDs, you know, and, and, the, and the skills and the, 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 the skills that you learn, you know, that adaptability, that ability to make decisions in a time-constrained environment, mission-focused, those are all great characteristics of Fortune 500 leaders today. Right. So the military prepares you greatly. But today, there's a less of a, of a veteran starting businesses than there were back then because the competition for funding is so challenging. And that's really, you know, one of the, the founding principles of Veteran Ventures Capital is, again, bridging that gap because there's so much opportunity there so much willingness for the veterans, you know, when when the nation turns to uh, who does the nation turn to in a crisis, it's it's the military. I don't care if it's a conflict or if it's a natural disaster. Sure. Or, oh, I don't sure. know, a pandemic, right? Yeah. You know, uh, but, so what we see is that that same willingness to serve and lead that doesn't change when they take off the uniform. It's a great opportunity now. And so, yeah, we have those same type of pitches. Uh, we're not. 
we're not televised as of yet, but we think this is a growing <laughs> phenomenon. It's going to really be uh, well, actually uh, something to look at. I, actually, I'd love to be a source for you. The Lee Brothers would love to be a source for these companies when they want to come on or at least talk about their about their business and where, how they want to grow and expand. I, I think this is a great idea. And I imagine our listeners are going, yeah, how can I support some of these great entrepreneurial ideas by our veterans? Yeah, there's, there's so many, yeah, there, there, there are so many different ways to do that. Certainly one of the um, great opportunities is to, is to be a part of what we're doing. Give, you know, uh, check us out on, on our, on our website. And, and then, you know, there's, there's various ways we're, we're, we're fully capitalizing this opportunity for people that want to join us and helping fund these businesses. And then after that, I mean, it's a, it's all about the network, right? It's all about the opportunity to get these people because they, unlike the companies that get started off of wall street that have you know 20 years of a network built up, these guys have spent that same time and gals, uh, serving their country and they don't have that same network. And so that's, that's really what I love about what you guys are doing is, is you can help spread the word and you can help them see different opportunities and people to connect with. Well, we need to, we need to stay in touch on this, Darren. So what's the website people can check you out? Uh, veteranventures.us. So veteranventures. So, and .us is all it takes. And come on there and you'll see an email, shoot us a note, give us a call. Um, but we're we are um, actively engaged in investing today, but we're also um, you know wanting to take in other people that want to join the cause and join us in what we're doing here because we believe that again we, our my ultimate goal would I'd love to see military service become the gateway to entrepreneurship. Uh, it, it is, and uh, I think you're doing a good thing, Darren. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time and uh, Godspeed in this venture. Let's continue to have this conversation. I'd look forward to that. Awesome. I appreciate your time. And again, have a, have a great weekend and I look forward to seeing where, where we can help each other out. I do too. Thanks, Darren. God bless you. Thanks for your time. Darren Burrell, he's the founder and president of Veteran Ventures. That's Veteran Ventures with an S dot U-S. And if Richard is here, he'd say a truly great American. All right. Uh, more coming up in 60 seconds at LeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo 5-0. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Simple facts, persuasive arguments, and common sense, like Thomas Paine, the Lee brother. All right, that is a wrap. 
as uh, Richard would say, of the Lee Brother radio program. And I'll kind of wrap. I guess you have to ask him. <laughs> He's not here. Uh, by the way, I, I before we wrap this thing up, I, I forgot to talk about this this doctor who clinically diagnosed a patient as suffering from climate change. Yeah, that's uh, that's now happening. And I don't know that you heard Barack Obama this week talking about the climate. Did you hear this? Our planet has been wounded <laughs> by our actions. Oh my! Keep going. Big pause. Those wounds won't be healed today mm. or tomorrow mm. or the next. Mm. Pause. Dry but they can be healed. They can be healed. You say it like that, it's big. You know, big pause. But they can be they healed. They can be healed. Let's get rid of coal, destroy our entire energy sector and our economy because it's about the planet, and we only have one planet. And, of course, Barack Obama is the same guy that said this. If everybody's raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over. (laughs) The most ridiculous statement ever said by any president in my lifetime, possibly forever. It doesn't get dumber than that. Boil over. Come on. The planet's been wounded. I love the beginning of that. Our planet has been wounded. (laughs) All right. uh, Gosh, what we learned today. So much. We probably won't be able to even tell you, but you can check us out at Mojo50, Mojo50. And if you prefer liberty to tyranny, if you prefer founding principles over the cancel culture and want to make radio great again, join us again here next week. And for an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker, Patriots at the LeeBrothers.com. Patriots at the LeeBrothers.com. We're changing hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. <laughs>